Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Dragon Cast. My name is Brian Daniels, and I'm back once again with my podcast partner in crime, Victor Salazar. And, uh, Victor, um, you know, uh, we've been, um, let's start. I want to, I want to mention one thing real quick before we even get into this discussion. We didn't talk, we didn't talk about this in the, in the uh, pregame, if you will, uh, <laughs> discussion. Oh, but, su- surprise, but, surprise, surprise. So Victor lives uh, in the LA around LA and, and the guys, the Lakers won the championship last night. That's right. Lakers won the championship and that was amazing. And you know what? That was a, that was a pretty big deal uh, last night for the sporting world, especially for the city of Los Angeles. But I'm going to say there's a couple of people out there that took a little too far. So you guys be safe. Watch out with your celebrations, man. You know, you don't want to cause any kind of destruction or anything like that. You want to celebrate, but you want to be safe because you know what? It, it, I know it happens, but I hate to see it, man. Celebrate with passion. Celebrate with joy. Mm-hmm. Don't celebrate being destructive, though, guys. You know, I don't want to see the city buses destroyed, property destroyed, people getting hurt. I think I just read like 70 plus people being arrested last night. Whoa, really? I mean, yeah, dude. Like, you don't want to celebrate and, you know, end up celebrating in jail, guys. Come on. <laughs> but but nevertheless, awesome win for the Lakers. I'm really proud of the, of the team. Yeah. Uh, AD and LeBron took care of business. The rest of the crew did a real good job. So, uh uh, Dodgers, you guys are up next, man. Come on, get it together. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't, I, I didn't follow. I did follow the basketball season a little bit because you know, of course, with COVID going on, it's really caused a lot of things to be uh, a lot of changes to be made. Um, except for the NFL, which I hope you guys pull your heads out of your ass because you guys are really right. Yeah, making I hear some, you, man. I hear doing you. some stupid, making some stupid decisions, but. Sometimes people learn the hard way, right? That's all the way to know how. But um, but yeah. the NBA, yeah. uh, but the NBA, like they always do. Uh, NBA is very, has always been, uh, uh, at least within the last decade uh, or more, the more more progressive sport of all the sports leagues in America. Um, and uh, uh, Commissioner Adam Silver uh, did take the charge with that by trying to find a way to get these players to continue the season. I think they didn't play basketball for like three or four, five months. I think something like that. They didn't play. Yeah. That's some, that's and, um, yeah, this is, this is actually the, uh, the longest NBA season in the history of the NBA, by the way. And, right. um, and uh, there was just so much talk of, you know, the, the not the, just canceling the season and not playing the season. And um, then they went from uh, trying to find a way to have the season happen and, they ended up uh, going down to. I thought it was really odd of all places to do it in South Florida. I, I don't know why they think they wanted to go. I, just, I don't know because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking Florida. That's like a hotbed of everything going on right yeah. now. So, but they did yeah, it. That was weird, but it worked out. But they it did worked it out, and I think I, yeah, I also read zero zero positive tests since the uh, the 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 extension of the season started. The playoffs started. So. They definitely did something right. I think that yeah. speaks volumes for the NBA brand. Yeah. Uh, to make sure they take care of not only the players, but the employees and Absolutely. everyone that was involved with that. Great yeah. job, NBA, uh, yeah. for making sure, you know, everyone was safe and we can continue to enjoy sports. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's a great segue, man, to jump into branding and, you know, what since we've been technology now and we have been speaking about PlayStation, Sony, Microsoft, Xbox, you know, we haven't given too much love to the Nintendo brand. So, mm, yeah, you know, we just want to have a quick conversation about Nintendo and, and yeah. what they stand for and, and what, what's up with them, you know? 
Absolutely. So we, as Victor just said, you know, we, we've been really discussing and the focus has been on, uh, and rightfully so, the, the Xbox and the PlayStation and what they're bringing out. Because, you know, uh, it, we are now uh, about a month away. Uh, Victor from, That's from right. the next generation of video game consoles. And of course, everyone has been focused on the, the Xbox series family of consoles and the, the PlayStation five and, the, and all this and that. But um, I, I feel like Nintendo still needs to be a part of the conversation. Um, oh, yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> Nintendo, you know, that's uh, what I grew up with. I know that's what Victor grew up with, you know, uh, the NES and then, Super Nintendo, and then the, you had the 64, the GameCube, the Wii, the Wii U, uh, and now we're on the Nintendo Switch. And, um, you know, Nintendo has been that brand that they are the iconic video game brand. I, I, would, I think that's safe to say uh, of, of all the uh, brands out there. I would say probably more so for our generation and maybe the next generation, but... Um, They've yeah. always had that iconic branding. I mean, of course, you've got Mario, which is the most iconic, in my opinion, video game character. Uh, and, um, you know, they've always been very, um, you know, uh, tight with their um, with their first party games because you don't really see, mm -hmm. you don't see Mario on anywhere else. You can't play, uh, you know, I mean, you can via emulation, but what I mean is, Nintendo has not put their games on Steam or on Epic Game Store or anything like that. So, uh, and, you know, we, we talked, Victor, a week ago about, you know, having um, uh, these, uh, what the word exclusive means. And, and really, Nintendo yeah. is still the only brand that really has kept that true definition of the word exclusive uh, when you have games like Animal Crossing New Horizons, you know, that came out back in March, right. which which was a really odd timing considering the pandemic kind of started around then. And, and that's when you couldn't find yeah, switches right? anywhere for like miles and anywhere switches were gone. And um, while the, uh, uh, while Microsoft and Sony's consoles were, were saying they're collecting dust. So, I mean, for us to, to say that <laughs> Nintendo, uh, if anybody's like, ah, Nintendo, this is, you know, Nintendo's always been that company that just does their own thing. You know, um, just a little yeah. bit of a history lesson here. Nintendo did not start off as a video game company. They did not. The people That's think right. That, people think that Nintendo has started out as a video game company. That is absolutely not true. Nintendo actually started off as a uh, as a, a card, card company, and um, they actually made these cards. They're called Hanafuda cards. And uh, I remember when I was in New York City um, seven years ago, I went to the Nintendo World Store, and they actually sold. And I've never found them anywhere else, like in any store, anywhere else. I, Nintendo, if you're listening, someone. For Nintendo, please sell, <laughs> sell these Hanafuda cards because they're really neat, and they're all it, it, it's a game that you use these pictures of cards with uh, to play, and that's how Nintendo got their start as a as a card company. Kind of weird, right? It'd be like if uh, yeah. it'd be like if yeah. bicycle uh, if the if the bicycle card company decided to make video games, how weird would that be? So right. anyway, uh, Nintendo has always uh, you know they, they, that's how they got their start, and then they decided to get into the video game industry. With people like Sergei Miyamoto taking the charge, you had Iwata, and then Reggie Fils mm -hmm. me, you know, um, and and everything else. I mean, those people are, are very iconic people, known in the industry for creating such amazing characters, especially Miyamoto char creating characters such as Mario, Zelda. Uh, I'm sorry, well, the Zelda franchise, but Link, 
you know, things like that. So, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the nostalgia for those of us will always be with Nintendo, probably, I would, I would say. Um, I don't think that any other franchises have come close to being, has, have held that. I probably maybe Halo, um, you know, Master Chief, things like that, but maybe even like. No, not to that level, though. Things yeah. like that, but they're not at that peak that that global like iconic um you, you know that we, that we know to love from nintendo now we we're talking about branding and as much as we could sit here and tell you how much we love nintendo you know we, we always we try to be fair and balanced here on the dragon cast we, we don't want to make it seem like we are just loving on something and, and not going to give the entire 360 criticism that a company deserves because nintendo does have its criticism fitter you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they, they, um, you know, uh, they've had some issues with, with content creators on YouTube. I know Victor, you had just told me before we started recording, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, this was actually from, this is an article I'm reading from my Nintendo news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. um, seven hours ago. So this is today that uh, Nintendo was suing popular TikToker and Twitch streamer poke princess. I've never heard of this person. I am not a, I'm not on TikTok. I, I'm not a fan of TikTok. I'll just say that. Yeah, I'm. But hey, uh, I'm you know, in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. But hey, you know, I, I'm, but but yeah, I'm, but yeah. I mean, tell us about this, Fitz. Or tell us more about this, man. Let, let the people know. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty crazy because I know in the pregame we're talking about branding, so I bring this up because it popped up on my newsfeed that this uh you know pop like you said popular TikTok uh, digital content creator uh, Poke Princess is being sued by Nintendo. Uh, basically because, you know, she's using Pokemon images and, uh, you know, Nintendo doesn't want to be, I should say, she's using Pokemon images for her branding and she's selling this stuff. Well, that's number one. Uh, Number two, uh, Nintendo has been known for as long as I remember, right? A time as a family-friendly business. And I could be wrong here, but I believe I read in the article that Poke Princess, which is now digital princess by the way um i think she may actually be working in the adult entertainment business so that might even be a bigger reason as to why <laughs> nintendo is disassociating yeah. yep. making sure that their images are in no way shape or form you know associated with her but right. you know it, it brought up the conversation of of how strict or how i shouldn't say strict mm-hmm. but how important the nintendo name is to Nintendo themselves and how much they protect it to make sure that yeah. that name, those images come up as family friendly and wholesome. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm certain that Poker Princess is not the only one that has been struck down by Nintendo saying, dude, you can't use my images. Don't, mm-hmm. don't even utter my name because you're associated with XYZ, you know? But I thought this was interesting and I thought it was very fitting uh, because as far as I remember, man, Nintendo has been, you know, made mention of this fun, fun, fun. It's always been family friendly. You know, the images have always been somewhat wholesome. Hasn't been anything crazy out there with the exception of uh, <laughs> Conker's Bad Fur Day. I mean, that was a little on the extreme side for Nintendo, but that was a rare again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but nevertheless, you know, it was on the Nintendo platform and they've been extremely protective of their image. And I think rightfully so, man, this is a big reason why I think that Nintendo is what they are. They're, they're a giant in the gaming industry. 
they are known for family-friendly uh, games, Mario Party, Super mm-hmm. Mario, yep. Uh, yep. the Mario Kart racing. I mean, everything is supposed to be family fun, friend, friendly stuff. Uh, so for this person to use those images and Nintendo catch wind of it that, hey, you know what? This is not the image you want to be projected. We don't want people to get the wrong idea. You know, boom, dropping the hammer on her. She's being sued. And there's all kinds of ramifications mm-hmm. going on over that right now, you know? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, you know, and, and in this instance, I, I will I will give the credit to Nintendo. This is this is where they this makes sense. But I will tell you, in other ways, it doesn't make sense. Like for instance, there's a, a popular YouTuber you might have heard of him, Angry Joe. Mm-hmm. He has uh, he alongside several other people have tried doing like uh, you know video game reviews for Nintendo games. And, you know, and YouTube itself is a whole other beast. Yeah. Because you got to be careful of so many things. You got to be on, it's like, kind of like walk on eggshells. You got to, you know, that, that's why I, me personally, you don't really see me doing too much for YouTube anymore. Cause I, I it's just so, um, I don't know. It's, if the I want restric- to, the restrictions are there, man. The yeah, restrictions are there. And it yeah. makes it tough to, yeah, you know, to and, walk that line. It really does. But then when you have a brand like Nintendo, who is also kind of like YouTube in the sense of how tight they are on their, you know, on their uh, images and their, and their con, uh, con uh, stuff that they, you know, their branding and things like that. I mean, um, there were several YouTubers that tried doing reviews of like Breath of the Wild and they got their um, videos copyright, uh, they got a copyright yeah. strike or even demonetized because of them doing it. I mean, you would think that Nintendo would want people to talk about their game. And so then, Victor, mm-hmm. Nintendo came out with this, uh, I forget what it was called, like the N- Nintendo Content Creators. Creator, like that. that's right, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, uh, what was this thing called? I have to look this up real quick, but yeah, the Nintendo Creators Program, okay? And they created this, I'm, I'm on the actual official site right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, apply and, for that, um, I remember that. They actually stopped doing it in December of 2018. <laughs> they actually stopped. And um, which I guess is, is good because apparently you had to give some of your income that you made to Nintendo from the videos you created. So not only did you have to split the income with YouTube, you had to split it with Nintendo. So I mean, you know, Sony and Microsoft don't really care so much. They, they want their stuff out there. They get it. It's 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 to them. It's any press is good, right? Whether it's you know, and mm-hmm. and if, like for someone like me personally, who I do review video games. Uh, now, granted, I've kind of I, I kind of went away from doing video reviews of video games because of that very reason. Like I don't want you know because uh, of the music and stuff like that. I mean, there's so many challenges because sometimes in games you got to turn the volume down and it's just all this stuff like you can't yeah, have music there's, a lot of restrictions, of man. there's yeah. so many restrictions so nintendo was um demonetizing a lot of people's videos because they had uh, because they had their games in them and it was making a lot of people upset uh and rightfully so and uh, they were even trying to claim youtube ad revenues that the uh content creators were making because for those who don't know when you when you have a youtube video it gives you the option to put ads you can put ads that's how you monetize your video and mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo was receiving criticism back then, a couple of years ago, uh, for trying to claim the ad revenue that these creators were getting 
by putting ads in their reviews of like say Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey, they were trying to claim not just a percentage because sometimes they'll claim a percentage. They were trying to claim the entire ad revenue, Victor. Entire thing. So yeah. can you imagine like if you had a if, if you had done a review for Breath of the Wild and you got we'll say two million views, all that ad revenue gone. You don't get a dime. Yeah, Nintendo got it from himself, and that's crazy. And that's just how strict Nintendo mm-hmm. is with their branding. They want to just double check and make right. sure that everything is so yes so spot on, and it's not gonna give them that negative look, you know. Yeah. And and I mean, I don't really know what the thought process is behind that. The only thing I can guess is mm-hmm. that that just limits i don't even want to say it that way i guess what it will do is it makes sure that those that are posting content about nintendo are doing it because they love nintendo period yeah and it's not about the ad revenue you know what i mean but 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 you're on youtube for a reason you know you want to get a small share of that if you can monetize it why not so Mm -hmm. i do think that that particular program was unfair to those content creators because man Let's be real. I, I given my shot at, at doing YouTube videos as well. That's a pain in the ass to get a video up in there, man. Not only is the loading time take forever, there's so much uh, restrictions to make sure it gets taken care of. You got to be careful with music, like you said. You got to do so many. You jump through so many hoops that it's a it's it's super unfair to those content creators to have everything taken away by Nintendo during that that program, you know. And, and I do remember getting that email from them saying, dude, you should apply. Go ahead and do it. I considered it, but it's just too much work personally for me. But uh, there's others that this is their livelihood, man. This is what they do. And they make a living off of this stuff. And it would suck to have that, that money taken away from them when, you know, you put in all that work. So, mm-hmm. uh, but again, man, that's just one of those deals that, that, that the branding would just strike it down or make it extremely difficult for you to, to share that. And I think that's because, you know, Nintendo's old school, man, they grandfathered video game consoles into the mm, homes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they're, and I yep. think they're just, they're old school, man. If you want to buy, I shouldn't say, you want to talk about my game, do it old school status, talk to a friend, you know, <laughs> word of mouth. Cause that's how it was back in the day when we were kids, man. When we had the NES console back in the day, man, and I had a cool-ass game like, you know, The Legend of Cage or Bubble Bobble, and I'm like, oh, man, I want to share this with my buddy. I'd have to go over there and talk to him, bring the cartridge with yeah. me, and play it together, and that's how yeah. that, that word of mouth spread. That's how Nintendo as a brand spread, and this could just be the reason why they're so strict on it. It's just that they still have that grandfather-type mentality about all this, man. And I think it speaks volumes for how Nintendo carries themselves and why maybe even the graphics are not up to par with, uh, you know, the Xbox and and the PS5. Now, you know, it's just it's not up there because Nintendo just doesn't care about that stuff, man. They do what they do. And that's that. Yeah. Well, now um, I will tell you this, Victor, that since since they ended the uh, content creators program in 2018, it did loosen up a lot of the guidelines. I'm actually looking at the guidelines now um, on Nintendo's uh, website. And I mean, some of these are like, you know, uh, you may monetize your videos using monetization methods specifically uh, specified though by Nintendo. Um, You know, you're only allowed to use Nintendo game content that's been officially released. Uh, I'm just, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a lot, but you can't say that your videos are officially affiliated with or sponsored by Nintendo. 
even if they are, which is odd. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, uh, you know, and then it also, of course, says that, you know, we, we reserve the right to remove any content we believe is unlawful, infringing, inappropriate, hence the adult. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah. That yeah. yeah. It's the adult industry um, or not in line with the guidelines, <laughs> of course. And then, of course, you know, um, so that's good. I mean, they do let people do Let's Plays, but the weird part is you can't just, um, they're very strict at, at, for the most part, sometimes on like streaming video games. Now, I did see, uh, one a guy that I uh, follow on Twitch, um, and he was playing Super Mario Brothers thirty five. And uh, oh yeah, we'll get into that. We're gonna get into that, by the way, uh, here soon. And um, he was fine. So I mean, I'm I'm, I'm assuming now. I, I guess you can just stream these games as long as you're not just showing the game. And that's it. I think you have to actually, you know, be present like on the stream maybe. or talk to people and things like that. You can't just like stream a game. But um. Enough about all of that. We, 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 we've touched enough, I feel like, on, on some... Of the, another thing, too, I'll tell you this, is a lot of people give Nintendo shit for, oh, you, why, aren't they, why are they never graphically uh, on the same page <laughs> as Sony and Microsoft? Because they don't need to be. Because... Yeah, I agree. Because, uh, because, because realistically, when I go to play a Nintendo game, I'm not thinking about graphics, right? Like, I'm not expecting to be blown away because that's not their business structure. They, they are about making a game fun, not just pretty. You know what I mean? And I feel like, yeah. uh, and part of me feels like, do graphics not matter at all? No, I don't, I'm not saying that they, they do matter. They should matter, but you gotta have yeah. a good balance between, I want my games to look great, but I also want my gameplay to be great. I want the game itself as a whole to be great. And Nintendo has done that. I mean, this, uh, you know, they. I, I feel like they. Now there is rumors of like an a, of a Pro Switch console coming out next year. It's going to do 4K. They've already seen um, some some chats with some other developers. I guess some developers have come out and of uh, uh, saying that Nintendo has asked them if they're able to make uh, to be prepared to make 4K games. So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. that'd be kind of cool. But for me, like. When I, when I go to play my Xbox, do I expect 4K? Absolutely, because I have an Xbox One X. Um, or same with the PlayStation. But m- for me, I'm not looking at the graphics so much as I am. Just, I want a good, fun game. And that's what Nintendo does excel at, is making fun games that pique my interest. Um, with- and this, is, and this, is what I, I, this is why I think that's... that's that, I think this is why that's so, though. I think that graphics are important dependent yes. on what the context is you know yeah oh and, and let's be real here we've had we've had this discussion you know where sony and microsoft are heavy with the competition they're heavy oh with, yeah you know first person shooters where the details in the background are pretty important so we're gonna get that very realistic look you know that 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 crazy uh frame uh frame rate we're gonna get those detailed graphics whereas on nintendo's side that context doesn't require those details. Doesn't require that, you know, very specific, you know, a frame rate. And we're cool with that because Nintendo is cool with the game that they made. A good, a good example of this is when, uh, was it Ocarina of Time? When Ocarina of Time came out, the graphics were a step up for the 64. It looked cool. People were saying, oh, you know, Link looks this, Link looks like that. 
looks like they're stepping up the graphics card. They're, they're stepping up the graphics game. Mm-hmm. But then Wind Waker came out and it felt like it took a step back with the cell shading and the cartoony look that it had. And I recall during that time, the fan base being a little upset saying, what are you guys doing? You guys are going backwards with the style. You guys should be improving on your graphics as opposed to bringing it back. But Wind Waker was freaking amazing. That's one of the best games out there for the Zelda series. Oh, man. So I think that's a great example of how the graphics will just, they're not the end-all be-all, but based on the game, based on the content, Nintendo will use whatever they feel is best to convey that story, to convey that game in the best possible way. And I think they did an amazing job with Wind Waker, scaling it back with that particular art style. No, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, um, Nintendo knows how to make a game. It's, it's, they know how to make art, but they don't need like 4k to make it look good. You know what I mean? Like, Uh, Like you said, you know, Wind Waker, beautifully well done, uh, cell shaded game. I didn't think I would ever like cell shaded games until I played Wind Waker, and I was like, oh man, this is a beautiful game, right? Um, Right. And then you got and you got Breath of the Wild, which is just oh man, it just revamped Zelda into this entirely different type of game. And for me, it was a game that I always wanted Zelda to be. You know, I want to be able to create stuff. I want to be able to create Zelda's armor and and, and upgrade his sword and things like that, you know, and have all these. I want Zelda to be an RPG, a true role-playing game, right? And they did an excellent job. I'm telling you, Breath of the Wild, it's it's top 10 easily. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. um, Oh, yeah. But then you got games like, uh, you know, everybody knows. I don't know if you know people listening. We're uh, we are now celebrating Mario's 35th anniversary. Mario turned uh, 35 years old this uh, this year, and uh, this year? last month actually. And um, and uh, Nintendo announced they're going to bring out some games. Um, they did the uh, Super Mario 3D All Stars, which I have. I've been I've been enjoying. Yeah, that. I love those. Um, That's amazing. You know, um, got some great games there, and then of course, uh, Victor, they brought out not too long ago. Super Mario Brothers 35. And um, <sighs> this game, you know, I love, I'm, I'm, I'm old school, Victor. I loved Super Mario Brothers. It was, it was one of the, it was the first Nintendo game I ever played. I mean, many of us that are as old as we are. Oh, yeah. And um, this is a whole new spin on playing Mario. And I'm addicted, Victor. I have an addiction. I have a problem. Because Dude, I, me too. Because I <laughs> cannot put this damn game down, and it is insane. Like, like I was telling Victor before we started the show on the pregame that uh, I haven't really been playing my Switch all that much. I, you know, I, I have I have a couple of my consoles behind my TV. One being the Switch, it's docked, and uh, so we've been going to Starbucks because my wife's uh, studying for an exam right now. And so mm-hmm. I've been, I, I said, let's let's go to Starbucks together. Let's have some coffee. I'll bring my Switch. I banged out a, a, a review the other day. And um, I brought my Switch, and I just—I'm telling you—I've—I don't think I've ever had a three-hour gaming session of Mario Brothers since I was like probably four or five, because this game is just right? crazy. Yeah. So for those who are wondering, this is a free game, which unfortunately is only going to be available until March. They better not do that to us, Victor. I'm gonna. I'm yeah, gonna, I, I think I'm, the demand for this is gonna—it's gonna have to make it stay, man, because this this shit is just so amazing. I'm gonna. I'm but gonna I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go through some serious withdrawals if they stop this game in March. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. So, oh yeah. 
So it's a it's a battle royale. Now I'm sure you're thinking, well, how the how the hell do you do battle royale? How, how can and Mario a, be a battle royale? He's you already got Smash Bros. Is he is he, kill, is he killing <laughs> is he killing people with guns? Is he dropping in off a bus? Is he no 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 no? So what this game is, it's you versus 34 other people. So so if you've played Tetris 99. You will be familiar yeah. with how this looks because it has a almost exact same layout. Um, so you basically, st- if you're brand new, you can you start off on one one, and the goal is to essentially not die and outlast yeah. all thirty four of your competitors. And you do this by, of course, you just just play the levels. But Victor, when you kill enemies, you send those enemies to another player that you can choose, or you can do a random player. You can choose attackers or whoever has the uh, was it the most coins, and I think the lowest most time. coins, the most time, and yeah, um, less the least amount of time. That's right. And some of these games can last a long time. Like I remember, I played one the other day. It lasted about forty minutes because it was me and the other guy. And I was like, come on, just die yeah. already. Like, like it, it, it's it's such a simple it's concept, so but it 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 will get you and it will get you and hook you, dude. And um Victor's over here, you know, and, I, and it's showing off winning all these games. <laughs> and I finally won my first game yesterday, dude. I oh did, nice, good job, man. I, I good at, job. I did it at like 2 3 in the morning. I was like, yes, I was like, what the hell? I was like, oh, so you know, like, like <laughs> the first game of Mario 35. It's so satisfying. It's so satisfying. Oh. You know what? We're going to just touch man. base on this really quickly. Okay? Man, oh, man. Yeah. We are, we've been talking about branding. We've been talking about graphics. And this is what <laughs> Nintendo does best. It just makes a game fun. We're talking about a 35-year-old game with 8-bit graphics in the year 2020. And it has captivated the public. People are addicted to this thing. And all they did was take their old game and added a little spin to it. And it's just that damn good. This is what Nintendo does best, makes games fun. And this, oh man, it's so satisfying when you get that win because there are some monster Mario players out there, man. And it makes you wonder how people have lasted 40 plus minutes per game session. But that's just what it is. Because people have played these games for so long, you know? And they're so familiar with the game already. They're familiar with the layout. They're familiar with the enemies and the levels. But mm-hmm. to have others throw extra enemies at you while you're in these levels, it just creates a whole new experience. And it's amazing. It's awesome. It's addicting. Mm-hmm. And I'm, not, I'm with you, man. I'm on this damn thing all the time. I'm in it with breaks. Go give me the Mario game. I'm going to play real quick, mm-hmm. I tell myself. And it's like two hours later. And, you know, and I try to get these wins and I'm like, I got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. But, <laughs> you know, my kids here, they tell me, you know, you're really good at 2D platforming games. Uh, yeah, I've, that's that's my forte, man. And when I got my hands on this, I was like, I, I can't I can't stop. I can't let this go. I got to keep going. Right. And, and, and the thing oof, is, boy, I'll tell you stuff, what, man. it really makes you have to think on how to play these levels. There is like, oh, yeah, there is strategy you had never had to think about before because it really changes the way you I don't think I could honestly, I'm going to tell you something. I don't think I could go and play regular Super Mario Bros. now and not expect like 
Lackey twos and one one or <laughs> or or bullet bills right? and like have, have two have like, two bows have two bowsers pop up on you at once. Dude, dude, I'm telling you one it's, two. <laughs> it is I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, I have played a lot of battle royale games. Like we're talking Fortnite, Apex, Warzone. This is the best one. This is the best one. Oh, I don't yeah, care. It's so simple and it's, it's so, so simple. simple. It's so it the learning curve is it's a curve because you, you got to prepare yourself. And the thing is, guys, is you, you, it's not that you, you're not going to be surprised with what enemies appear because the very bottom of the screen, it does show you what tells you. Yeah. So like uh, when you get down to like 15 players and you see like a ton of enemies, you're like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, you know, have, it's coming. Yeah. And then you have these decisions you have to make on the fly. Like, okay, do I need to get more more coins or do I need to get more time? Because that is a decision you're going to have to make when you get to like, because what happens is when you get down to five players left, the time goes fast. It starts. Oh yeah, that, up. I love that. Yeah. And then, uh, oh man, it's Nintendo. I'm yeah, telling you, Nintendo, level. brilliant. Yeah. Nintendo is brilliant. They, they, what a masterful way to make a battle royale game on the Nintendo exclusive to nintendo by the way because you can't go play this anywhere else exclusive. you can't go play and you it on know what PC. man this it's on this and this place. is crazy this this is the craziest part about this all man look at what nintendo is doing in the midst of the sony launching a new console on mm -hmm. microsoft launching a new console there's no, no there's no new console for nintendo but nintendo's in the mix by saying all right cool guys 35th anniversary here you go and captivated the world with this game. I mean, come on, man. Is that not playing your cards right? You know, back to their roots. Yeah. Man. They just know what they're doing with this type of stuff, man. It's just, it's, it's amazing. And it's, 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 it's the love for Nintendo, man, because they've always been there. They may do things a little weird. They may do things the old school. But at the end of the day, man, you can't say they don't know how to run a company and get a, a fun, exciting, captivating game out there because, man, they're just recycling Super Mario Bros., the game that many of us grew up on because that was the first game on a very well-known gaming console back in 85. And 35 years later, man, we're talking about, oh, you play Mario 35? That shit is amazing. But Dude, Mario, Mario 35 is, is the game. And see, I haven't played it for a couple days, so now I know what I'm doing as soon as I get off of here. As soon as I'm done, I'm going to go park myself in front of my TV and I'm going to try to get another win because I awesome. got one win. I finally got a win. I'm watching Victor. Oh, I got three wins today. Yay. I'm like, mother. I got three wins today. I'm, you. <laughs> so, I'm so, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm S ranked already. I got S ranked coins. I'm like, oh, I'm good to go for the week. Because, oh, you know, you, by man. the way, they're ranking you by week. Yeah, they're doing, you know, they're they're ranking doing coin you by ranking week, now. So. Yeah, they're doing coin ranking now. I, so, I, I'm excited because you know they're going to build off of this. Like, you know, they're going to build. They have to. I really hope to. that at some point, like, um, you can you can uh, have a party. So, like, I can invite you into my game and we can compete against everybody else. Against, yeah, that'd be great. Ooh. That's what that needs. That needs. I want to throw down. I want to throw down. Tight, tight. Yeah, like, you get, you, get, you get 10 buddies with you, man, and we'll have a 10 battle royale, you know. And that'd be amazing, man. That would be real cool to do. Again, I think they'll build on this. They have to, man. They can't. They can't flaunt something like this in front of us and then take it away a couple months later, man. Mm, yeah, that's just not this fair. Is, <laughs> but again, this is a free-to-play game, as long as you have a Switch. Um, and I think that honestly, once again, 
I feel like this is going to be what causes them to have more consoles fly off the shelf. I mean, it's these, this, yeah. see, see, Nintendo oh, yeah. is smart because they're doing the exclusive thing the right way, in my opinion. You got you got companies like, oh, we're brand exclusive or console. Shut up. No, you don't. You know what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> Nintendo knows what they're talking about. And oh, yeah. um, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to make a statement right now. If Nintendo were to next year just shock the hell out of us and say, you know what, look, we're going to make a 4K console. It's going to have a two terabyte hard drive built into it or whatever. And they, and they out of nowhere start to try to compete with Sony and Microsoft. Oh, I bet they, they better be careful. I think, because, it, I think they'll blow them away, dude. Oh. I think they'll blow them away. I think they'll blow them away. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the, the fan base easily. is so easily. It's, 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 it's crazy to me because, you know, we've had conversations about fanboying and, and all that stuff. And, and yes, Sony has their fans and Microsoft has their fans. But Nintendo, man, it has all the fans. I don't think I've ever heard of anybody say anything mm-hmm. negative yeah. about Nintendo as a brand. Yeah. And not only that, they also captivate the casual fan. And that's something that Microsoft fan yeah. and Sony do not have. They don't yeah. have the casual fan. dude. They don't have that. So if Nintendo were to step up and say, you know what? We're throwing our... our our haymaker now at, at Sony and Microsoft, and we're going to start competing with you guys like on your level, on your turf, on your game status. I think Nintendo was blown away, man. But it might not happen only because Nintendo, man, they're content with what they're doing. They're happy with who they are, what they do. And I don't see them rebranding in that way. But hey, like you said, you never know. They might just say, screw it. Let's do it because that's the Nintendo way. A gaming card company saying screw it guys we're making video games now and boom that's where they are yeah i mean honestly uh nintendo knows what they're doing i mean they they you know uh they went from putting out a really probably their most probably not i would say not their best console last gen in their generation anyway the wii u wii u was not a great console by any means it wasn't they had a great. They had a right. They had the right idea with the with the tablet thing, which we now have that. Uh, mm-hmm. but man, they they really went for. Because do you remember, um, Victor, when, when the Wii U was out for probably about a couple of years, and people were like, "Oh, it's gonna be bleak. Nintendo's going out of business. Nintendo's gonna." Oh yeah. You know they might as well sell Mario off to another company, and they're gonna go under. And and, yeah, and the whole Mario, time, yeah. and the whole time, I'm thinking. Are you serious? Like, do you realize how much money Nintendo has? Nintendo has a ton of money. <laughs> like, I don't think Nintendo has not, to worry about losing money. Right? Yeah, they're not like I, I will. I, I dare I say that the Wii U was just a tech demo that they sold. Yeah, we're gonna sell this thing, and this is really just a beta <laughs> test for the Switch that we're doing at the real console that comes out. And um, dude, see, I I think what's great about Nintendo and their finances is regardless of what people believe, I honestly think that Nintendo has so much money and so much innovation mm-hmm. that they can explore. They can take a risk and say, guys, yeah. you have this idea. Let's do it. Let's oh, see yeah. what happens. And if oh, yeah. it fails, it's okay. Cause you know what? We got yep. 10 more ideas lined up and we're going to go ahead and give those a shot too. So Absolutely. this is why Nintendo is so is so innovative, man. Yeah, man. And it starts with it starts with the 64, started with from way before that. 
But I mean, but the 64 had the pretty awkward looking controller. They went a shot. They switched it up. Had the rumble pack. They switched it up. GameCube came out. That controller was even weirder than the other one. Switched that up. <laughs> no, and yeah. it's and they just oh, everything man, is yeah. switched up, man. You go into the Wii, <laughs> and then that's got switched up because now that's mm. got motion controls. Goes into the Wii U. We got a tablet now, guys. Switch that up. So I mean, they're not afraid to take a chance. They're not afraid to innovate. And I think that's what makes Nintendo so beloved, man, is that they will innovate. They bring out the child in you. The imagination comes mm-hmm. out and it's, it's, it's just, it's so amazing, man. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, for all the positive and for all the negative that Nintendo may or may not receive in the future, you can't take away that they are risk takers and they're willing to just put themselves out there and see what happens, you know? Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, you know, you're talking about the controllers and stuff. I mean, Nintendo has always, uh, has always taken risks in like changing up, like especially with the controllers. I feel like that has always been there. Another iconic thing about Nintendo is what's the, how is this going to control? Like, you know, we, we started with the game, or I'm sorry, the Nintendo 64 had that really mm-hmm. oddly shaped controller with the three grips on it, which is really weird. And then the three um, grips on it, yeah. And then they went to the GameCube controller, which I still feel like is, Probably their best controller they've ever made was the GameCube controller. I uh, I have one. I have a GameCube sitting in the back red room. It's, I love that controller. And then and they, and then they went from like that to this like motion sensitive, like motion controlled Wii with this thing that looks like mm-hmm. a remote, you know, like a literal remote control. And, a remote, yeah. And they kept it that way for the Wii U with the big tablet. And now here we are with the Switch where you can literally like, uh, play it on your TV and you can play as a handheld. I mean, what a great idea to have a, to, to combine right? their, uh, co- to combine their successes in the portable industry and their successes in the home console market by putting those two together. And man, oh man, ever since it came out uh, a couple of years ago, they've, they've been, it's just been, it's been a game changer quite literally. And um you know, uh, Nintendo's not just known for their console market. They they did have a very they've always had a very strong portable market with starting from the Game Boy. You know, they had the uh, Game Boy Advance. They had the Nintendo DS. That's right. Two DS, three DS. They all. own they own the gaming console. They the, own the, the gaming console, con- the por- portable console market. And 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 the only real company that tried to compete was Sony, and they failed. They failed miserably trying to compete with the Vita and the Go and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. SP. I mean, they they failed hard at trying to compete, and they stopped. They're like, you know what? We get it. We we suck. We suck at making portables. We can't do it. And um, they they don't. No one tries to do that now. So I mean, um, Nintendo is, is is definitely one of those companies that you know um, they deserve to be up there with the other three. And um, I hope next year is going to be exciting because I think what Nintendo is doing is they're just going to wait. They want to take the stage. They want to be center stage. They don't want to, they're not, that's why they're not trying to put out a console right now. They don't want to have to try to compete with two other brands. So they're probably going to wait till next year. Yeah. I'm going to say it right now. Next year, we're getting a new switch. We're going to get a new console from Nintendo. And um, they don't want to have to compete in the conversation about a console right now. They want to take center stage. They want to take their time with it. They don't want to worry about having to talk about anybody else's consoles or compete with the other consoles when it, when it comes to a new release. 
So I, I'm thinking next year in 2021, we're going to get a brand new Nintendo console, whether it be an upgraded yeah. Switch or, or something completely different. Knowing Nintendo, it might even be something completely different. I mean, <laughs> you know, so, but, um, but. Um, I wouldn't doubt it, man. Wouldn't doubt it. But, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, um, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's our, that's our conversation today about Nintendo. And um before we go, a couple things uh, we want to mention. First off, um, we are doing a, uh, w- there is a giveaway going on right now on Dragon Blogger. And um, for those who don't know, you, you should know, uh, we've been promoting it here. And uh, you guys can go to dragonblogger.com right now, click on the giveaways tab. And um, it'll take you to the, the, the list of all the giveaways going on. What the current giveaway is you can enter to win a PlayStation 5, or an Xbox Series mm-hmm. X. I said S last time, but it's actually an X. Um, and um, you have your you choice. You just drop of it all together. You just say Xbox. I'm telling right. you, man. I know, right? Anyway, you can either win one of those, yeah. your, your choice of one of those two consoles or a $500 PayPal or uh, in your PayPal or a $500 gift card is your choice. And mm-hmm. um, you guys have um, 45 days from today to enter this contest there are multiple ways to enter and uh, a winner will be chosen in 45 days which i believe that is sometime next month um and uh, i don't have a, i'll have to figure out what that date is but anyway um, i think it's closer there, to the end of the month yeah I think it's closer to the end of uh november but um november. you guys you guys have uh, time plenty of time to still enter this don't wait till the last minute and uh, you guys definitely be sure to do that by the way, um, starting with this episode, uh, we're going to be doing um, some shorter episodes. Um, we we mm-hmm. kind of started talking about this uh, today. I've, uh, it, you know, Victor, we've been asking some people for some advice on our show and how can we make it better? Because, of course, uh, we want our show to be better. We want people to enjoy the show and we want people to be able to take in the entire content and not feel like they have to watch a movie. Right, by listening to us yeah <laughs> so, so <laughs> that's uh, a good way of putting it huh? so we, we understand that you know people only have so much time for things in their life and we want you to feel like you can fit in our podcast in your life so um we're gonna try to make these these shows less than an hour um and, and go from there but i will tell you guys this that next uh next week uh it is gonna be a long episode so be prepared we've already this is already going to happen. Next week's episode will be our last lengthy episode. Um, at, uh, so, so be prepared. It's going to be a long one. It's probably going to be about an hour and a half long. We're going to have, uh, we're going to talk about the topic of conversation is going to be about should conventions run during a pandemic? I know Victor, we've talked about this a little bit. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have mm-hmm. some, we're going to have several guests join us on this show. Um, we we have uh, uh, a guy who has uh, who runs conventions in upstate New York. Um, he runs, uh, I believe, it's the Saratoga Comic Con. He's going to be joining us. He runs several of the biggest conventions in upstate New York. He's going to be telling oh, us nice. why. He's going to be telling us why he thinks con- uh, conventions can still happen during a uh, during a pandemic. I'm, I'm excited to hear what he thinks about that. Um, let me see. We've got, um, and that gentleman's name is Samuel Chase. He's going to be joining us uh, for that episode next week. 
Uh, we also have another man named uh, Tom Croon, who is a journalist. He's covered several conventions in South Florida. Um, he is against okay. having conventions, and he's going to be on the show to talk to us about this. Um, we also have another gentleman who uh, we had talked about Days of the Dead. I did an article about them um, for multiple reasons. They've done some pretty wrong things. They also did a con during the pandemic. We have a gentleman that's going to come on and tell us his thoughts about Days of the Dead. And uh, we'll see if it happens. I I don't know yet. He hasn't. This person has not entirely confirmed that they're going to be on the show. So I can't promise you this. But um, the guy who owns and runs Days of the Dead, Victor, is apparently going to be on our show next week. Bill Philput. And uh, this is a man that I've interacted with several times. Um, He has personally attacked me. Uh, for my article, um, you know, uh, it, it, what I do is, is nothing personal. It's not personal. It's just what I do. And, um, you know, I, no, I, yeah, I feel yeah. the need to cover these things and make it a point. It's not personal. But when you when you as a convention um, decide to make when you make poor choices, I'm going to call you out on that. So uh, I've done this before, but I've never had an owner of a convention attack me in, in the manner that this gentleman has. So. He'll be on the show. Uh, hopefully that'll be, we're, we're going to make it a very uh, mature conversation. No attacking. I will not, we're not going to allow that on our show. Um, you know, uh, we want people that we want people to be able to be on our show and have conversations with us, but in the same way we have to be mm-hmm. respectful mm-hmm. to each other too. That's a very big thing I'm about. So. Um, oh yeah, definitely. So and next, Bill, next week it's going to be, it's going to be amazing guys. Cause we're going to have be conflicting big. views. And I think it's going to be one of the first times we've ever had two opposing sides having a conversation uh, on our show. So yes. this is going to be good. It's going to be interesting. Uh, yes. You know, like like you just said, Brian, we don't we don't take things on a personal level. Mm-hmm. We usually see what we see. We'll say what we say because that's what we saw. So we experienced. We have opinions just like everybody else. But we don't personally jump on anybody, uh, you know, to give them crap just for the hell of it. That's mm-hmm. that's not who we are. Absolutely. And we'll definitely try to keep keep our show, uh, you know, family friendly to an extent. Um, it's not like we, you know, I don't even know how to word it, man. It's so hard to be so PC. But uh, but what we're trying to do is we want everyone to feel respected. We want everybody to feel welcomed and comfortable. And if you got something to say, then, you yeah. know, you have an outlet to say it. Absolutely. So we have two opposing sides that have something to say. So we're going to give them that outlet. And, yeah. uh, and it should be what? a very, very good and interesting show. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is, you know, I, uh, I got a little bit of criticism because uh, from, from, from Bill, he, he claimed, you know, he was like, I didn't, you know, why didn't I ask him for anything? I didn't, when I did this article, I didn't feel the need to, to ask him for his input. Um, I did actually ask him some questions in public on Facebook on a group that we're a part of and he refi- he did not answer those questions. So that's on him, but look, no excuses guys. Uh, we're giving everybody a chance. If you want to speak, um, you know, uh, we're, we're letting people come on the show. I'm probably not going to have more than we'll say 10 people on at a time because I don't want to flood this with like a 20, 30 people. So yeah, we still have some spots open. If you're interested, if, if, whether, if you think that a pandemic, or I'm sorry, that a convention <laughs> should happen during a pandemic, and I'm not just talking like, I'm talking any con for that matter. Um, if you think they should, if you think they shouldn't, right. and you have, we'll say, some knowledge in that realm, 
Um, or if you're just an attendee and you want to give us your opinion and you want to come on the show, you have you you you're more than welcome to just get a hold of us. Um, you know, you can uh, I'll uh, I'll provide. I've already posted this in a group that I'm a part of called Rate That Comic Con. Great group, by the way. Um, but please, mm-hmm. please, we want to get these uh, these opinions from both sides because I I want to be educated. I want to learn, and um, I don't want people telling me that they don't feel like that their voice can be heard. So you have this opportunity. If you miss it, that's on you, not me. So not on us. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but, not on um, us, right? Yeah, that's we're, right. We're so, always open to hearing different opinions. We're always open to see different viewpoints. That's right. And you know what? We don't know. We don't know everything, man. Sometimes getting that other perspective is just going to be an eye opener. So, yeah. and the, the thing is, can, too, the more, the more, huh? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. No, I'm just saying, you know, the more thoughts, the more minds, the more eyes that can speak and say mm-hmm. and convey. Mm-hmm. You know, the more educated we are at the end of the day. So absolutely, yeah. And we and we also on the, on this show we welcome criticism and feedback of any kind, as long as you're not like, if you're a hater, we're not going to pay attention to that. But like, if you have some good constructive criticism or feedback about our show, and you like our content, you like us, and you want to, but you think we can do something better, let us know. Let us know, please. If there's there are multiple avenues. Let us know. We have a Facebook page. Um, if you search the Dragon Cast on Facebook, you'll find us. We have a page there. Please feel free to let us know how you feel about our shows. And uh, other than that, Victor, that's all we have today. Thank you guys so much for listening to us here on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Google Music. Google Music. Un- until next time, we'll see you later, guys. Later, guys. <laughs>